Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Hey, it's me, Egbert. E-G-G-B-U-R-T. Check out my website at egbert.com. Now it's back to those two dudes who told me they would bring in big ratings. They better are their history. Here are Brad and John. Well, John, it's been an interesting week. You think we're going to be able, well, I shouldn't say, do we think we're going to be able to pull this off today? I should say, do I think I'm going to be able to pull this off today? What do you think? Any odds? You will. I have absolute full confidence in you, Brad. And people listening to this right now are able this weekend to binge our show because they'll be able to listen to Thursday's show and Friday's show all in one big fell swoop over the weekend. You think? <laughs> Absolutely, I don't they think, will. They, I don't, by popular demand, Brad. I don't think anybody wants to listen to the Thursday show. Well, I, I would I would disagree with it, Brad. I thought it was really good. Yeah, well, I have a little bit of a meltdown in the Thursday show, but that's a whole other story. I wouldn't call it a meltdown, Brad. It's real life, you know? <laughs> and we got the debut of Brad's top three in segment two yesterday. Well, which awesome, know. which I love because it's it's entirely different from John's Good old johncombest.com. It's stuff that people actually live in their day-to-day life. You know? There is an update to that, which I think is actually sort of fascinating because of the fact that that there's an interesting update in the Wendy's Burger King saga, which I personally experienced yesterday, which I don't even know if we're talking about. I, I mean, thought you were going to say the update was that, that Little Caesars sent you a crate of crazy bread to bake on your own. No, of course not. I mean, see, <laughs> see, see if you don't know what we're talking about, I went off on the fact that, that I placed an order online through Little Caesars the other night at like 7.50 in the evening because I had the craving for crazy bread. And I get there, and the manager tells me he's canceled my order. And I say, why did you cancel my order? Oh, but my app is showing, hey, your crazy bread's in the oven. You know, be there in a couple of minutes, and your crazy bread will be hot and fresh for you. And I'm showing the app, and he says, I don't care what the app says. So... I said, what time do you close? He says, 8.30. So he literally picks up the screen from the computer. And we're not talking like a small screen. He picks it up off the cash register and turns around and shows me, this is canceled, this is canceled, this is canceled, this is canceled. I go, did you do that? I don't know. Because he wanted to get out of there. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. Hey, remember, he's not paid an additional dime by making you bread, Brad. Well, but you know what? See, this is the problem with... And, you know, I could talk to, and you know business people as well, too. You could talk to, we could randomly call up anybody who owns a business, and they could tell us 42 stories like this that happened to them this week with employees that, like, eh, I don't give a crap about this place. I'm getting the hell out of here. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, anyway, i got to take a little note here. I'm writing my, 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 my segment sheet here. Oh, 121. Okay, we start the show off every day with John Combest's top three. John is a guy who is very, very, very much in touch with what's going on in the state of Missouri. Obviously, that includes the eastern part of the state as well, too, uh, various counties. He said before he doesn't necessarily do local news unless it impacts the entire state. And obviously, when we have congressional races with like the likes of Bob Onder and Taylor, 
uh, you know, I've got a mental block with his name. I want to call him Taylor, Taylor Swift. Burks. Taylor Burks. And also Mary. And I have a, a block with her name. I want to call you her. You want to call her Mary Louise? Mary Louise you Coleman. Known Mary Louise. I think I did know Mary Louise. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> so that's why I keep thinking of her as Mary Louise. It's Mary. Tell me. Elizabeth. Mary Elizabeth Coleman. And okay. it's never Mary, by the way. When we're having a conversation with her, we never just call her Mary. It's 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 Mary Elizabeth. Is that mandatory? Is, is that what she said? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, a matter of preference, I think, on her part that we pay respect to. We can't call her Emmy. We can call her M-E-C or Mary Elizabeth, but don't <laughs> well, just call but see, her Mary. See, I missed that when we had her on the air earlier this week because of the fact that I thought to myself, okay, I could say, hey, if you get elected, we'll now have an AOC, an MTG. <laughs> and an M-E-C, that's and, true. And, that's and true. an M-E-C, you know, because all, because all three of those, well, at least uh, AOC and MTG, they use their middle names. Now, with her, is it, does she have a middle name? Is she Mary Elizabeth something something Coleman? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I think she does happen to have, and you know, I don't know what that one is, but I've known a lot of folks who have, you know, multiple names. I know a Republican consultant who's in that boat. So yeah, it's interesting. And the easy thing is just ask what they like to be called. Well, you know this, Brad. I'm not I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Right. I like be, you know, like I've got on my on my Twitter account, I've got my pronouns. You've seen my pronouns. Right? <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> Tell everybody what they are. Dude and dudeness. So so and what's interesting was so one day I get a DM from somebody who says, You're making fun of the LGBTQIA thing. I go now, hold on a minute. Isn't the whole thing that you can be whatever you want to be? My pronouns are dude and dudeness. That's what my and pronouns I, and are. You know what? And we respect that here. As Egbert's diversity liaison, Brad, I respect it every day. <laughs> yeah, I bet Even you though, do. by the way, let's put, pour out a little bit of liquor to the end of, or a little bit of whatever we're drinking to the to the end of Black History Month. It's now not Black History Month anymore, Brad. It's March 1st. We had an extra day yesterday. And, uh, you know, once again, you and I talked about the fact that, that at least I wish I was as a kid, when I, once I realized what leap year was all about and leap day, I was thought to myself, man, it would be so cool to be born on the it 29th. It would be fantastic. My one son was born on the 23rd of December, and I wanted like heck my wife to just hold out for two more days. Yeah, I, yeah. But I, you know what? He, you know, he, he experiences that thing that I do where people give you combined gifts. Well, but my, my two youngest sons, one of them is the 16th and one's the 23rd of December. And it's interesting because they're exactly a week of Part. So in other words, if the 16th falls on a Monday, I've got a birthday oh, on Monday, yeah. and then I've got a birthday on the on the next Monday. So it's always sort of interesting. <laughs> okay, we do this thing where we start at the show. John runs a website called johncombest.com. I spell combest, C-O-M-B-E-S-T, John's Common Spelling, J-O-H-N. Put it all together, you get johncombest.com. Every single day, he slaves over a hot computer and puts together a list of what he thinks are the top stories in the state of Missouri, be it political political, be it, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. He puts together a long list, typically uh, between 20 and 35 range. You can go to his website, no fancy graphics, no fancy videos, anything like that, just links. You can click on the link that interests you, bang, it'll take you to that story. Could be a website, could be a blog, could be, uh, you even link, sometimes link to like uh, Facebook pages and stuff like that, don't you uh, as well too? Usually not Facebook, but tweets on occasion. And I do right. that today for my number two story, Brad. But do you ever link to videos? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. I link to YouTube all the time. That's what he does. And what we do is we start off the show with the top three. We have a very special announcer dude who comes in. And what's your name again, sir? I'm Casey Kasem. So let's start it off. Casey, you're in the spotlight. In third place, a hyper-local story. 
And Brad, you unwittingly teed this up and pointing out that I usually don't point to local stories unless they have a state impact. Today we're making an exception and I'm bringing up a story that I don't have on johncombest.com because it's so hyper-local, but we've talked about it a lot. And that is that the Francis Howe School District is back online after a cyber attack. Now, the district is not offering any details, and that's pretty common after a, after a cyber attack or after a ransomware attack. Districts don't like to give out the blueprint of how they can be attacked again. But Brad, I bring this up because you will be particularly interested in a divergent set of views of what happened here. You ready? Uh, go ahead. Students say this reporter from the Post-Dispatch, Monica Obradovic, who's – I've read her stuff before. She seems to be pretty good. She – pretty fair, I should say. She, inter- she, in- she interviewed a student that was like – that said, well, it's been pretty normal because we usually do work on, our pa- on paper. But th- for now, we just couldn't look stuff up. Another student said that the interactions in the classrooms, quote, feel better. And the student says, I've noticed I've been a lot less stressed out and I don't have headaches that I normally get from screens. Okay. Interesting. That's one set of views. Interesting. Here is what the representative from the Francis Howell Education Association said. Teachers are, quote, tired and stressed. You know why? Because they because had to... most teachers don't have textbooks and they use online curriculum. So to be clear, when computers are down, students seem to be pretty pleased with it. But it just reminds us all that teachers are stressed and exhausted. Because Brad. because they're having to work a little bit? Is that, is that the whole idea? Well, I... you know what, Brad? I mean, if it's not <laughs> automated, I mean, I mean, Brad, what would you do? If you didn't have your fancy buttons to push on the satellite, you know, which, by the way, are always reliable. We know that satellite feeds are always reliable, especially in March and October. No, you 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 took that literally. So yeah, so we talked about that. The sun outages. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I just thought it was interesting well, in that you know. Now I'm going to be as fair as I can here. We could expect teachers to always point out that they're quote tired and stressed and exhausted and their jobs are so hard. But I thought it was interesting that at least one student in the story pointed out that things are pretty great and they're not staring at screens all day. Well, okay, you know, John, I, I you know, let me, I don't want to backslide into my bad mood from, from yesterday, but uh, let me <laughs> interject the fact <laughs> that these teachers are not outside in 100 degree heat or 10 degree cool cold weather like on a construction site they're not out on a highway giving out tickets where cars are whizzing by them at 100 miles an hour Uh, they're not and unfortunately we have on the west side of the state a very unfortunate situation where a couple a law uh, three law enforcement officers were shot one killed um, a, a a court officer shot and killed two officers recovering it's not a tough job you know, I mean, teaching is not tough. Why yeah, do they always... And, and, and Brad, I don't want to disrupt you from this, but I would also point out that the downside of the incident that happened in Chicago, I believe a process server was also shot, is the what this will do, Brad. This is going to further the narrative in urban areas that we need, quote, that we have a, quote, eviction crisis. I thought it and was... And that these greedy, land, these greedy landlords are forcing people to pay rent. And what do you expect to happen? People are just going to... People are going to go to any means necessary because rent is out of control. I thought this was in in uh, in, in Missouri. I thought... Well, that was... It was in Kansas City. You said Chicago. 
Did I? Yeah, you said Chicago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll listen to the tape back. Right. But I mean nationwide, Brad. Like right. this will be well, Yeah, this will be a nationwide story well, in that and that there's the media has been the mainstream media has been laying this narrative of an eviction crisis and how landlords are just ruthless in this period of a down economy and why should people have to pay their rent well but it's not necessarily that we talked about that uh, earlier this week and last week as well too this crisis that's sweeping the country it hasn't happened much in the st louis area but these people who are squatting in homes yes and it's almost Absolutely. impossible to get them out i mean there's stories about what do you expect people to do so i got us off track here but so the number three story though is that of of francis howell is back online so for a lot of our listeners all jokes aside that you know want to follow your kids' activities online or you want to sign in and out, it will be incrementally easier. You, you won't have to sign a piece of paper when you come in and out. But the reaction to this, I think, of course, is telling from the teachers' union. Boy, you know what? Used to be the schools, and I'm. this is not an indictment when I say this, used to be the schools in St. Charles County were always, you know, did good, not a lot of negative publicity. Boy, between Francis Holland and Wentzville, it's gotten weird. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, a lot of attention. And, you know, you could use the word flashpoints. They've been flashpoints. And we'll, we'll see more, particularly in Francis Howell, with these school board elections coming up. Yeah. And you have the woke agenda versus the non-woke agenda. Right, and the teachers' union against the non-teachers' union because yep. that's, let's be honest, that's how they stack the board. The teachers, Absolutely. The teachers' union gets people who are pro-teachers' union, and they get in the board. And that way they give the teachers uh, raises and, and new cars. And, you know, I mean, you can always tell, like, when you drive by into the Francis Howell High Schools, uh, you can tell the teachers' parking lot by all the Ferraris and Lamborghinis parked out there. So. And be and Maseratis. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay. It's Casey? Up a notch to number two. Number two, John. One week ago today, we had Taylor Burks on the show to talk a little bit about his congressional campaign. On Tuesday, both Taylor and Bob Onder and Mary Elizabeth Coleman and a gentleman named Kurt Schaefer filed. We talked a little bit about Kurt Schaefer on the show yesterday. Right. Yesterday, Taylor Burks announced that he is suspending his campaign for Congress. Why? Well, he, he talked about the fact that he's – from the beginning, he's advocated for having, in his words, a single strong candidate from mid-Missouri. And he wanted to avoid dividing the rural electorate, in his words. And now that Kurt Schaefer has announced, he, is, he has decided – Taylor has decided to suspend his campaign for Congress. He says – now, he wrote a fantastic note. I linked to it today. Incredibly humble. He also gave thanks to Congressman Mark Alford. You'll recall that Taylor Burks ran against Mark Alford two years ago in the congressional primary, and Taylor says that he plans to make an endorsement in the next few weeks. Now, you know, I think anybody looking at this would anticipate that Taylor is going to endorse Kurt Schaefer, but you never know. And um, at, at bare minimum, this gives Taylor an opportunity to, you know, to have his endorsement mean a little bit more, actually build a little bit of suspense. And then whoever the candidate he endorses is will have, you know, another opportunity for a media hit, another excuse to do a fundraising email to say, hey, look, Taylor Burks endorsed me today. Please write me a check. So this is a big development. And, um, you know, we talked on the show yesterday, Brad, about how if you have two candidates from mid-Missouri, you're really splitting that vote. And you could have a floodgate of candidates. Now it appears we just have one strong candidate from mid-Missouri. Plus we have Mary Elizabeth Coleman, a strong candidate. We have Bob Onder, a strong candidate. So now we're back to three strong candidates in the third district. Man, my, 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 my 
my aspirations of being his campaign manager and getting him elected swiftly are out the door. Okay. You know, Taylor has a very successful private sector career, Brad. That doesn't mean that the door is shut for you. Yeah, right. Okay, let's 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 move along. And finally, the number one a compendium of stories today involving Senator Eric Schmidt. As we know, both President Biden and Donald Trump were at the border, and Senator Schmidt was on national television in the last few days talking more about Joe, Bri- Joe Biden. Uh, Senator S- Schmidt was on Newsmax the other day. He was on Kudlow on Fox Business talking about Senate leadership. And also the Post-Dispatch had a piece yesterday in which Schmidt, Hawley, and Congressman Jason Smith from the, the southeast part of the state were piling on President Biden about the border crisis. So clearly this is not going away. Brad, you had some hilarious comments. One of the reasons why I think we should definitely put Thursday show up is when you were talking about the border and you were talking about, to use the word divergence again, the divergence between Brownsville, Texas and Eagle Pass and uh, the difference between the immigration situations in the two. Well, the, we'll talk about that maybe as we go along. One of the other crazy things is, uh, and, and matter of fact, you can pick this up on several of the news stories I read, and one of them, I even believe it was CNN, talked about the fact that here's Biden in Bridesville, and the first thing he talks about is climate change. And I'm going like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. I'm going like, I mean, do they ever give up on this? I mean, you know, no, of course not. And and there's another top story that talking about uh, what's the lady's name, um, um, uh, Granholm. She used to be a governor. Oh what, yeah, Jennifer Granholm. Jennifer, what's what state was she a governor of? Do you know which? Remember? Uh, I think she was Minnesota, wasn't she? I don't know. I mean, I looked that up. Yeah, she's like the queen of getting rid of all your appliances. You know, I mean, like yeah. And there's a guy. Matter of fact, we have him on on the radio station. Uh, can I tell you a weird story? Yeah, of course. The guy won't do any advertising with me. Does the name Bart Inman make any sense? Do you know who Bart yeah, Inman does, is? Yeah, but I, I could have swore he's advertised on the show, though. Well, he's not an advertiser. I run... Oh, wait, does he advertise on another station? He's on 97.1. He's That's on, where I hear him, and he goes through this whole shtick of, uh, is he an HVAC guy? Right, and he, he talks like that. Hi, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, and his Bart gimmick Inman. is that he's he, he wants you to hire somebody good. It doesn't have to be him, but he wants you to just hire somebody reputable. Right, but what's interesting was he talks about this whole crazy energy efficiency thing, he comes right out and says, you know what, you're wasting your money, your money by buying the most energy efficient HVAC system, buy the least energy efficient system, it costs you less, it's easier to maintain, and yeah. there's not that much difference between the best and the, and, and the worst, you know, I mean, like, and he comes right out, but what's interesting is, I called him up, matter of fact, I could put this on my sheet, uh, that I talked about this. He is a guy, and what, what's funny about it is he's done this for a long time. He's done radio for a long time, and he always sounds like he's bored to death. And he's, But what's interesting is he's one of these guys that has become, at least for radio listeners, if you listen to talk radio, he's become sort of one of these, like, Steve Miserani. But he's like the opposite of Steve Miserani, where Steve Miserani was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah, it was it. like, yeah, let's great. The opposite like, end of the energy spectrum. Right, right. Steve Miserani's on one side and Bartman's yeah. on the other side. and. Two of his commercials, I heard in other radio stations, and I swear this is a true story. I could call this guy up if he answered the phone, and he'd tell and he'd tell the the truth on this. He talked about for the entire minute of how he says, "Don't go to college, go to trade school." 
And, yeah, and yeah, that's I, right. What a good idea. I called him up, and, and first I talked to his, his daughter who works in the office, and they thought I was a whack job. They thought I was just trying to sell something. So finally, he calls me up. I said, look, hey, can you have him give me a call? And I told him, I said, look, I'd love for you to advertise my radio station, but I'm not trying to sell you anything. I just want you to send me those two commercials that you talk about that instead of going to college, think about going to trade school. Because he starts off by saying uh, he went to Rankin Tech when out of high school and he went to Rankin, you know, two-year program. And he comes out and he talks about, you know, every day I think back on the fact that was a great decision I made. I got a nice house. I got a nice wife. I got a nice car. I got a nice business. All because of me be taking a trade. And he says, I'm making a lot of money and I'm doing well in my life. And I'm thinking to myself, yes, good for you. You, Bart Inman. And once again, yeah, absolutely. You and I have talked about this and you and you and Shelly would argue about this on your old show ad nauseum because she was like, oh, she's always like, you have degrees. I go, yeah, I have two worthless degrees. I have two journalism degrees. Nobody practices journalism anymore. And if they do, they nobody's getting hired for journalism anymore. Read the headlines. You know, X, Y, Z newspaper lays off, you know, so and so radio station lays off news people. And and, you know, that's the way it is. Okay, I get off my stupid high horse uh we gotta take a break i'm vowed to not make any technical mistakes today we'll just have to wait and see how that works out so far i've done okay thanks for checking out the brad and john show podcast this segment of the show is brought to you by john Combest's book stalking harassment internet trolling a guide to recovering and rebuilding after online attacks it's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack it's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of The Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? 